Blessings, everyone, and welcome to The Infinite Journey. I'm Paul James Caden, and today on the show, we are going to be talking about communicating with angels. And joining me on the show today is author Kathy Ketching, which is the author of Angel Talk, A True Story of One Woman's Miraculous Healing and the Angels Who Got Her Through It, the guidebook to Angel Talk, and Healing with Angel Talk. Kathy, welcome to the show. Why, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here today. It certainly is. It's always good to have, uh, you know, a a good guest and a nice positive topic for people to listen to. (laughs) Well, I I hope so. It's it's my favorite topic. Oh, me too. I I talk about the angels uh, quite frequently on this show, as everybody everybody knows. (laughs) So, tell us, uh, as we get into this conversation, how did you discover uh, talking to the angels, and and what got you started on this journey in your own life? Well, uh, you know, that uh, entire story is actually in the first book, and I can give you a little bit of an overview, but it was such a a fascinating experience that I did want to share it. Um, I actually was disabled. With, I was diagnosed with a rare muscle disorder, and I was not expected to recover. It was chronic degenerative. And, um, you know, I'm not going to say that uh, I didn't have a lot of pity parties, but there was a part of me that knew that something could change. Um, I'm not I'm not sure. It's kind of hard to remember the details. I I'm not going to say I was a prayer warrior because I, I did pray, but it was just sort of off and on at night. I didn't think about it every day. I didn't really meditate, and I certainly, in the beginning, did not reach out to communicate with angels. Um, in my upbringing years, it was more of a psychic development that I thought was uh, pretty cool. I always wanted to be psychic. Um, Actually, I always wanted to write a book, so all of that's kind of an interesting tidbit. But uh, at some point when I was not getting better and there was really nothing else that the doctors could do, um, I was looking for answers. And a couple of things I did was I visited a couple of psychics. Um, I bought a a kit, not a kit, I did buy an angel communication kit and also a book, Biochemistry for Dummies, because I believe, you know, this illness was just chemistry within the body, and I was going to see if I could learn it, mm-hmm. figure out how I could eat, eat my way into health. <laughs> um, but but uh, anyway, so the Angel mm-hmm. Communication Kit, um, I didn't know at that time that I was actually in communication, but I did take some notes, and what happened to me was that I was uh, doing some, let's just say ghost hunting. I was doing some EVP sessions, and I feel sure that your audience knows what that is. I was listening for um, spirits to come through on a recording. Mm -hmm. And my own personal experience was that I started to hear um, beings talking through these recordings, and I thought they were just on the recorder. Uh, Lo and behold, one day I took my headphones off, and I could still hear them. So that sort of um, 
opened my eyes a little bit that I had become clairaudient. Uh, very, very strange for me at the time, like I can imagine anybody else would say. Uh, so that's when I started to hear the angels. And that was October of 2011, uh, the 14th. I can almost tell you the date and time and location. Uh, but a month later, I was healed from my illness. So uh, that's kind of the, well, I was going to say that's the short story, but actually that was the long story. <laughs> but that was uh, how it happened. It, it wasn't so long, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when we talk about a subject like this, there, there's a lot of people, and, and, and this was um, a question or a part of the topic that we were going to bring up later, but uh, there's a lot of people that are afraid when it comes to uh, something like angelic communication. They'll say, well, you know, we should talk directly to God. Uh, there may be people listening to, you know, what you're saying and say, oh, well, you know, this woman is uh, doing EVPs and, you know, getting these uh, uh, these voices coming through. You know, how do you know they're angels? How do you know they're, they're not something else and you're being deceived? You know, there's a lot of folks out there that worry about that kind of thing. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit. Uh, I guess we'll split this up into uh, two parts here to say... Uh, I guess first and foremost, when we have an encounter like that, how do we know they're the good guys? How how can you put people's mind at ease to say it's okay? It's not some uh, demonic entity, you know, coming through to uh -huh. steal them away. You know. <clears throat> well, you know that's a really good question uh, because I believe that most people are. Um, mm -hmm pretty well trained to believe that there are evil entities out there that could come through. Um, it's kind of a given that people live a little bit in fear. And I remember not being so comfortable in the beginning. And what it did to me was that, you know, I then turned into more prayer. I mean, I turned to prayer to make sure that this was all good. Um, you know, and, and I have to say that my angels, even when I could hear them better, they they told me that's a valid question, and we're not, you know, they they didn't chastise me. You should, you know, you should trust us. Blah blah blah. You know, that's a, that's a human uh, mannerism there. But you know, they said those are valid questions. And um, but but for me, it was the proof was in the pudding. There wasn't anything evil being said. There were it was guidance and loving messages, and then. Um, after the healing itself, you know, and I began to get better and better every day, it was like, how could I doubt that these are not benevolent beings? These have to be of God, just like they identified, you know. Mm -hmm. And But they, they remind me, they said, just, just tell people the proof is in the pudding. What is being said? What kind of guidance are you getting? And um, go from there. But unfortunately, you know, a lot of the world is brainwashed, and they live in fear. <clears throat> so what I like to, um, did you want to say something? All right, folks, if we were inter uh, interrupted there, I had to pause for a, uh, a choking break. I <laughs> had a little bit of a... Uh,
powder from a Tums go down my throat while Kathy was talking. So uh, we we had uh, we had an episode, uh, but but anyway, we're back and uh, getting back to our question. I was asking, um, you know, the people that would say, "How do you know you're talking to the good guys?" And and you were saying that you know just the proof in the pudding and uh, a lot of people you know kind of being scared or brainwashed into this notion you know that there are you know evil spirits uh everywhere so you you can pick that answer up uh to wherever uh wherever you you wish yeah okay um it's actually one of my favorite topics and i'm probably going against the majority uh when i start to speak about my perspective of the whole thing um you know First of all, I believe, and I can't say for sure, that there have been recordings or uh, drawings or whatever of winged winged beings throughout most cultures, most religions, you know, throughout the world. There were what would a, a creature or a being that has wings or some sort of elevation. Um, that sounds like it's pretty common between between um, the countries and. We know them as angels here in our country, where in another country they could be known by a different name. Um, They're all going to be the same. I would just classify them as white light beings. Um, There are certain religions or cultures who hold them in reverence, and then there's others who discount them as possible, you know, demons or misleading people. Uh, I can assure you that these are of Creator, they are of God, and I think if people would dig a little deeper and realize that, you know, there's also been a lot of evidence that says um, that, you know, God sent these beings as messengers to the humans. Um, They are here, they are assigned to us. And, you know, the other concept is that, and I think people would generally agree with this, is that the message that has been told is to have no fear. But then when you have another religion or somebody else telling you to be afraid of these beings or to be afraid in general, that kind of contradicts the loving message of this universal energy source that I know is uh, as God, who is of love. So, you know, we are very, uh, as a population, I would say we're pretty low on the enlightenment scale. Um, Enlightenment, you know, to me would be at a level where we live without fear. Um, We're we're blissful. We live in peace and harmony. We, um, you know, in a peace on earth situation that we don't um, engage in a lot of negativity. So we're very far from that, but we are better. Um, I think the ultimate goal is to have peace on earth. Um, but as as beings, we we have to evolve to get there, and we're we're not ready. But uh, the uh, angels have been assigned to us, like I said, and they're to help us to maneuver our way around in this lifetime, and to help us to find peace, to help us heal our our own souls through experiences that we have had. Um, you know, it's just they're just amazing. And what they have to offer us is just incredible. Um, I um, I don't know what else to really say about them, except I can't imagine not having them around. 
And it saddens me when people don't, uh, that they don't request these resources because they are available. Um, but, you know, I do my best. That's why I teach about angels. Yeah, and it's, it's, you know, I can relate to that because, you know, I had my first uh, angel encounter when I was 12 years old. We're talking uh, mid-November, you know, 1979. You know, like you said before, I could give time and location, you know, <laughs> where I was. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was very uh, alien to me. I never seen anything like this before. And it was something that kind of reoccurred throughout my life. And I, I spent a lot of years wondering what was it? What is it? Is this good? Uh, is this from God? Am I hallucinating? Am, am I just, you know, uh-huh. uh, you know, having some kind of uh, mental episode now and then? But uh, as you said, you know, the, the proof being in the pudding, once you receive so much loving guidance and acceptance and uh, turning your thoughts back to love, to peace, to God, you know, over and over again, there just comes a point where you say, you know, it can't be anything else but because there, there is no malevolence here whatsoever. And, uh-huh. you know, when, when, when you talk about people being uh, kind of scared or brainwashed, uh, you know, sadly, uh, that is a truth, you know, because if, if I knew at 12 years old, when, when this happened to me, you know, if you knew when, when these voices came through and this kind of, kind of builds the bridge into the second part of the question, well, why, why not talk directly to God? And that's a good question. But if, if we look at books like the Bible, we see all throughout the old Testament, people always having communication or messages from angels, as well as the, the New Testament. Uh, Jesus himself, you know, uh, spoke with angels or had angels minister and care for him, you know. So it's it's not like God or Jesus or some other divine being is continually appearing to people on their own. Those angels are there for a reason, you know, they are, they are the messengers, they are, you know, the guardians, you know, whatever purpose they serve that the divine creator uh, made them to, you know, exist in our universe and throughout the dimensions, uh, you know, there's definitely a purpose for that. You think of someone like uh, Muhammad of the Islamic religion, it said he was meditating in a cave. There was a cave he would go to every day and just sit and pray and meditate and in the middle of meditation here comes this angel you know and it uh-huh, says that he yeah. uh-huh. that he had the the daylight scared out of him too and he, he it said he ran home shaking and you know told his family <laughs> you know wrap me in blankets because i think there's a demon after me you know <laughs> so you know we, we have to understand that throughout all of the religious traditions uh angels have come you know through prayer through meditation uh, through dreams, uh-huh. through sometimes, uh, much like yourself, just voices, you know, from the ether that start talking to someone. And they're like, oh, my God, what is that? So th- uh-huh. th- th- this is not something that's unusual or strange. You know, it's it's right there in front of us. But I think we've been taught all too often uh, 
to turn a blind eye to or a deaf ear and not notice what is actually right there for our own good and our own, uh, you know, spiritual development even. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, you were talking about um, that people might disagree and say that we are, we should only communicate directly with God. And I, I have had people um, advise me on that, that very subject. And the best way I can explain my perception, and I, I'm not saying this is the truth because it's just my perspective, my perception, um, is that, you know, these angels that we have seen pictures of throughout the eons of time appear to be human with wings. So I think there's a lot of the psychology for us because we can relate better to um, somebody that looks like us. Mm-hmm. Um, on that same hand, there are more than one angel. There, there are angels that have appeared male. There are angels that have appeared female. Uh, more male in the beginning, but that's, we're not going to get into that topic. Uh, then there are some that, you know, people are not sure. Is this male or female? You know, it's a human, but I can't distinguish the gender. Um, we do better when we're dealing with uh, one sex over the other sometimes that we can relate you know we can relate to them um, I believe that's why they present with different personalities because it's like they're like us mm-hmm. whereas when we think of our God our creator um, you know not many people can wrap their head around what does he look like is it a he or a she and it um, you know it's hard to get a sense of this this being um, I think that's why maybe Jesus came in so we could get a face. We have something to relate to. Um, but I believe that because I believe that Jesus is not the only way to creator. He's a good way, but there are all kinds of roads that will lead us to our God, um, that he has to have others, you know, that are helping him, um, that the angels are, are good ways. They've, they've been around with him. And uh, then there's other, you know, prophets and leaders throughout the world, and I'm not familiar with, you know, the rest of them, uh, so I can't speak about them. But the very fact that they're, they're humanoid-looking beings uh, in different genders, different personalities, and I believe that's what we need. Um, you know, if people want to just communicate directly to God, you know, I think that's great, but I think that um, with the majority of people would benefit from having a, a personal relationship with their own angels, you know, their guardian angel and their soul angel. Um, you know, my, um, I don't face an issue with people. I get very frustrated when, when people don't want to get outside the box. They don't want to think for themselves. They just want to believe what they have been taught, and they don't venture out to question it. And I think that's a mistake because, you know, throughout history, if we took everything at face value of what we've been taught, we're never going to learn and explore. You know, we'd still be thinking the world is flat. You know, someone has mm-hmm. to go outside the box. Um, you know, it's just uh, it's just my you know, perception of it is that it's a good idea to question. Um, I advise people all the time that 
you know, take everything with a grain of salt and, and try to process it, you know, based on your own intuition and question things. Um, I think that's a very healthy way to look at it. I, I think so too, you know, and I, I, I would also add to that, that it, it seems to be the mass consensus, you know, if you read any kind of uh, angel encounters or people that, you know, have seen angels in their lives or had a, a healing or, you know, some kind of visitation, they, they all agree, no matter what uh, religious tradition that they may come from, that, as you were saying, that the angels come to us in a form that we can accept, you know, one that is not so frightening. Uh-huh. And uh, that that seems to be the the mass uh, consensus, and 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 I also agree, you know, that that we need to you know get outside of the box because I've always looked at God and heaven, the angels, the the saints, you know, whoever you wanna uh, think about being in heaven, that that we're all one family. So uh-huh. so not not having interaction with with those other beings you know at, at least at times is like having a family here on earth but you only talk to your father you don't talk to your brothers uh-huh. or your sisters or your mother you know where where we're in that you know old uh, mindset tradition you know the the man is in charge you know uh, father knows best so maybe uh-huh. he's the only one we should talk to or get advice from you know no we we have a family unit which is you know, a, a picture of the greater cosmos in the way things work. And I think we're all connected, you know, and I think we're, we're all connected through the divine spirit and that the angels are uh, extensions and reflections of the creator. You know, you, you can't separate the two. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, well, yeah. Oh, go ahead. You were, you were going to say. Well, I, I was just going to, my, my angels are just kind of chit-chatting with me a little bit, and they were just nudging me to address this uh, one concept. And it's not anything, you know, new. There are other people who, who believe this way, that I, I think that a lot of people live in fear because, uh, number one, they think of a, um, a God as being somewhat judgmental and that they're going to be punished if they, they do anything against whatever their religious doctrine is. Um, I, I'm not real well-versed in theology, but I do believe that some of the very early religious groups uh, instilled a lot of fear among the masses sure. uh, as a means to control them. So it wasn't about loving their fellow people. It was more about controlling them and being powerful over them. Um, and so I think that the, the concept of this, uh, you know, vengeful type of God and the fear was, it was a human construction. And unfortunately, it's carried on through the years and people are still following it. And I'm going to say almost blindly that, you know, if I don't do this, then it's going to make God unhappy. Um, and they don't think outside that box and think, well, wait a minute, if God is love, um, then he's going to accept me for who I am. He's going to provide for me. But this control and power thing, um, and it's really, it's kind of sad because then you get this 
this other group of people who are, they understand that aspect of it and they see hypocrisy and they see that people speak one way, but they behave another way. Um, and then they get angry with the whole God, Jesus, church thing altogether. And so I think we're working on a time where we're going to come back into balance where, you know, there's nothing wrong with the, the church thing. It's just that um, I feel like right now a lot of people have gotten burned out by that. I'm very cautious when I speak to people. I don't throw God's name out a lot. I don't throw Jesus' Jesus's name out a lot mm-hmm. because I don't want to turn off my listener if they have been, um, I want to say, burned by that. So my thought is just kind of whatever comes out of my mouth. I mean, I kind of go with the flow with it um, and just choose my words according to what I'm feeling is best for the person because I want them to understand the message. Um, and I have gotten chastised for that as well. But, you know, I know my truth. And, uh, you know, everybody uh, has to come to it in their own way. They do, you know, and it, it definitely is a, a delicate subject because people can get very, you know, upset, very angry or start labeling others for, you know, what they believe or don't believe. But, you know, people that listen to this show and, you know, I mean, you don't know me from Adam. I'm just some dude that, you know, <laughs> emailed you and said, hey, I'd like you to be on my show. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm a very spiritual person for me. You know, I read the Bible. I also read, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the Urantia book, which is a very, uh, very interesting uh, uh, book that is said to be uh, given by angels. Uh And uh, I don't believe I've read that. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. And it it paints this picture kind of like we were talking about the the bigger cosmos. You know, there's God and then there's angels and all these other, uh, you know, spiritual beings in the cosmos and the dimensions that, you know, do God's work and help to expand and keep order and, you know, help, uh, you know, the, the living creatures on, on the planets where there are life, including ours. So it's, it's, it's very interesting, but, um, you know, I read the Bible. I, I live, you know, for me personally, you know, the teachings of, of Jesus have been the most, um, the ones that resonate most with me, with what I've always felt we, you know, should live toward one another, live by the golden rule of our neighbor as ourself. All of this other stuff uh, from church, uh, you know, it is a lot of cherry picking. It is a lot of fear. And I also tell people this, you know, no matter what religion you are, and I've, I've mentioned this, uh, you know, a few times on my shows in the past, if you study the near-death experience, and, you know, this, the evidence seems to point that this is a lot more going on than just the dying brain starved of oxygen. I mean, we have scientists and neuroscientists and, you know, all kind of doctors and people from medicine and scientific backgrounds that have had their own near-death experience or studied it for years and, and they're saying hey there's there's a real phenomenon going here and there's, there's people opening up institutions that study nothing but you know the near-death experience uh-huh. and, and the thing we've learned about this is that you know strangely uh People of every religious tradition seem to have 
the same positive experience, whether they're Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, New Age, and, you know, shocking for some people to hear, uh, even folks that are atheists. Uh You know, if they've lived a good life, took care of their family, good to their neighbors, you know, they've had these experiences and, you know, saw the light, saw deceased uh, relatives, saw, you know, angelic beings, came back and said, well, I'm not an atheist anymore because I saw something I could not explain, you know. Uh And actually, I think it's something like 1% or under in the study of near-death experience where anybody actually has uh, what they call the hell experience. And uh, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's so very low on the totem pole. And strangely, it, it seems to be people who, who consider themselves uh, fundamentalist or evangelical or <laughs> pretty much, uh-huh. you know, for whatever reasons, the, the ones that, that might have these. And, uh, but, you know, it's, it's something to think about. If, if people are having these experiences across the board, and they're being met with something very positive and loving and life-changing. Uh, what does that, I would ask people, what does that say about God? And what does that say about our religions, the way they have been packaged and, you know, handed off to us with all the, um, you know, man-made doctrines and ideas? It's it's definitely something to, I think, study, to think about. And... Um, you know, really consider. Because, uh-huh. you know, religion and spirituality is supposed to bring us all together and not, not divide us and make us uh-huh. hate one another and point fingers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But with all of that being said, we've camped out on that one for a little while. <laughs> I, I want to I move on, uh, you know, beyond that to say, and, and, and I guess it's kind of married to what we were talking about. You know, the world has so much anxiety and stress and division right now. It's unbelievable. And I, I just did a show. Um, I put it out on Sunday where I was talking about uh, the healing process for people and how there's so many uh, even religious folks that, that are caught up in this melee, you know, the hating and the division and you know, when COVID first started two weeks into the shutdown, you know, there were people that religious people, you know, they couldn't go to work anymore and they ended up committing suicide. You know, they, they were so, you know, so stressed, so depressed, so uh-huh. mentally and spiritually away from like God and the angels. And I, I think it's really time to start getting back to getting closer to home, our real home, which is the spirit realm where, you know, God and the angels dwell. Uh And so that takes us into the next uh, part of the conversation. Um, Why it's so important for people to start centering themselves and, and maybe start thinking about communicating with the angels around them for peace, for guidance, for, you know, just coming out of this darkness and gloom and doom that seems to be everywhere. Your uh, uh-huh. your your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I just think it's a good idea for people to know that they're not alone. And 
there, there's something about, and I'm not, you know, it can't be everybody that I'm talking about, but there's many people who they believe in God, but they can't feel that love. They can't necessarily feel that loving energy because they don't have a visual. They don't have a better concept that there's, that, that fear is still attached. You know, it's like the, the being that's sitting up there who's going to judge us if we make a mistake. Or, you know, they're just, they're fearful of repercussions. So that's, that's not helping with the anxiety. Um, so I think that it's important to understand that, number one, that being is full of love. Um, and he, like I said, he's got these messengers that he has sent to us, they're assigned to us, who are becoming more and more prevalent in our society to, as far as, you know, people waking up to knowing there's more out there. Um, this communication with them, it, it, it would help because, like I said, then we wouldn't feel so alone. Um, you know, it is very sad that people are having such anxiety and feeling so upset and angry about the situation in our world when... You know, I mean, I'm not saying that, I'm not minimizing it. You know, I've had a little bit of anxiety myself a time or two. Mm-hmm. But then I go back and I remember that, you know, if, if our Creator is allowing this to happen, then there has to be purpose. And I trust that it's all going to be fine. You know, get over the road bumps, that there's a positive outcome for all of this, that there's got to be positive messages, there's positive um, like I said, outcome for the events that we would consider to be adverse. Um, you know, people are they're getting back to basics. They're understanding a little bit more about themselves, getting closer to family, and it's and they're reflecting. You know, they're thinking about all the things that they took for granted. Even you know, even whether they were going to have enough groceries. You know, I was even a little bit like, oh my gosh, you know, this is going to affect. You know, the groceries, the the, the, drive, the truck drivers, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, my first feeling was a little bit of, oh, my gosh, this is a little fearful. And then I thought, you know what? It's all going to be provided. It's fine. There doesn't have to be, you know, the shelves in the grocery store don't have to be stocked. You know, am I going to have enough food? I'm going to absolutely have enough food because I trust that it will be provided whichever way it's going to be provided. I mean, it's just we're not going to be left uh, without. Um, And I do think we were talking more about the angels. And this time, if people would spend a little bit of time in getting to know them, it's, uh, I don't know how to say, the feeling of not being alone, to know that there's somebody there all the time to help you, to give you advice, that understands that, you know, you're, you're down in the dumps or you're having some anxiety. Uh, the communication with them, if, if we understood it, and we don't all have to hear them audibly, but if we understood the manner that they're, they're sending us messages, they'll, they'll know that, you know, that little distraction that happened while they were thinking really negatively was them trying to interrupt them from, from hurting themselves because that's what they want. They want us to be happy. Um, we sometimes just get to where we just, we fight it. And we're, we're so focused on the negativity and the complaining and, you know, everything is horrible when they're trying to get us to redirect our thoughts. Um, but like I said, if you get to know the mannerisms, I mean, not mannerisms, the manners that they 
communicate and you start to see how they're helping, then you can adjust your um, behavior. It's almost like a, uh, I want to say like a cognitive behavioral training because this is how they help us. Uh, you know, it's not just about comfort and trust and, and like almost like a blind faith. It's like we're, we, they're, they're going to say we can show you the way to happiness. We can show you how we help you uh, 24-7, not just in a rare, rare event. We help all the time. So people would notice that, you know, pay attention to sometimes when they can't find something, like maybe a woman is digging in her purse and her hand just goes, directly to what she was searching for and she thinks well that's kind of weird but it's not weird it's just that love that's like okay we know you're you you're frustrated let's let's help her to get that that item very quickly uh even though it's not really important but these are the kinds of things that happen so that they're proving uh to us that they're real you know the repetitive numbers is just so hallmark uh angelic communication uh for those people that might be off on a negative thought process. If they're finding that they happen to look at the clock and they see the repetitive numbers like 111 or 222, uh, just understand that it is a loving message of, you know, we're trying to remind you that you are having that pity party again. And if you go down that path, you're going to produce cortisol. And cortisol is not good for your body, so it, it creates illness and anxiety and depression. So that's why they're trying to re, help us to redirect. Um, those are just some easy uh, and very simple ways that they can help. There's, you know, scads of ways that they can come through. Um, I mean, even to the point where somebody just gets overwhelmed feeling like they're getting a big hug, that there's just an overwhelming loving energy or presence around them. Um, that if we live with our head buried in the sand and we're so busy that we don't pay attention to the moment and what's around us, we're going to miss a lot of that. So that's the other reason that um, quiet time and paying attention to um, the technique of being present, To it's very easy to, to get where you're not present. So I just think people should take a few minutes and even step outside and just for a moment, look at the sky, look at the trees. Can you hear the birds? You know, look around. What are they doing? This isn't rocket science, and it's not half a day. It's like two minutes out of your day to be present. Feel what the earth is underneath your, your feet. You know, walk outside barefoot. What does that grass feel like, or what does that concrete feel like? Um, that's really being present. And once you do that every day, you start to be present most of the time. You can be well aware of everything around you and, um, you know, not be stressed. But uh, I think I got a little bit off topic, which can happen with me, so I will, <laughs> I will stop talking. <laughs> That's okay. I think you said some important things there. And, uh, you know, again, I agree, you know, that, that level of, you know, personal comfort and, and peace and just feeling that you're not alone it, it makes such an incredible difference in your life and you know as i always say it's through the angels is is one of the ways that we can feel that that pure unconditional divine love and when you experience that in your life you start to see everything differently 
And then many times with all the things that might happen in the world, you see them, but maybe you're not so afraid or not afraid at all because you see them from a much different perspective. You know, you, you know, the higher truth, the higher reality, uh, you know, how all this ends, no matter how it ends. And that brings a level of great peace that, that just can't be, you know, explained in words. But now, um, in our last uh, 10 minutes or so here, how would people go about amplifying the voice of the angels? What is a good way to communicate with them so they can hear what's being said rather than just kind of waiting for something to happen and uh, hoping a, a message will drop out of the sky into their lap? <laughs> okay, that could happen. <laughs> it, it could, it could. Um, well, you know, uh, you're asking about being able to hear them, and I'm going to just clarify that that is probably not going to happen for everybody because even if they think they're ready, they may not be ready to to outwardly hear a voice that's from another dimension could be disturbing to people's well-being. Right. Um, and if it's not in their best interest, no matter how hard they try, the angels probably won't break through that because they're in charge of your, your well-being and happiness. Um, and I, I have to refrain from saying never and always because those are two, two extremes. Um, from a, my perspective, that the main way that they're going to communicate through to people is to looking, you know, to be, they'll show us the signs and stuff. Uh, and then they'll, we'll have a sense of knowing, and we have to trust our intuition. And when we have these weird synchronicities happen, you know, things just happen in front of us. Um, we get a phone call from somebody we were just thinking about, starting to say, wow, these are just kind of weird occurrences, but, but it was beneficial. So they know there's something else going on. There's somebody else at work. Um, I recommend that if people would reach out, number one, to ask for some help. And I don't mean they have to ask daily or, you know, even hourly or whatever. Just in general, ask for some assistance. I would also ask for them to, I hope you can, can't hear my husband decided to cut the grass. You can probably hear that. <laughs> no, I don't hear anything. Anyway. <laughs> oh, good, good. Anyway, but to ask, because once we ask, we're going to pay more attention to things that are going on. It, we could be getting signs from angels all the time, but unless we ask, we're going to discount them, and we're not, we're not really paying attention. So it's not like it's not on our mind. So I suggest people that's the first thing: just open the door. Say, hey, you know, I really would like to learn about angels. I'd kind of like to know if you're real. Can you show me some signs? Um, and then people can also ask. There's very I can't say the word specific. It's one of my hard ones um <laughs> something specific you know can you show me some wonderment for the day um i guess that's not real you know specific but wonderment would be the being led to see something incredible to have a, a cool experience that that they link specifically to the divine realm uh so those are signs i mean those are some things that people can try to see if they can't get some feedback uh, my angels are also suggesting that people get a piece of paper out and put a date on it 
sit down and try to have a conversation with the divine world. If they would write down their questions and the responses that pop into their head, they may find that they they can see on paper that they're having a communication session. Um, in order to do that, I think it's important to not filter what's popping into the thought process because we tend to filter it, particularly if the answer we write down does not have anything to do with the question. And the idea is to write down a question and then whatever pops into their head. Uh, it will probably not be at the answer and it will not necessarily make sense to them. So those would be, um, gosh, they're telling me to give an example. So if I, if I wrote down the question, what do I need to know for the day? And the answer would be, or, or in my thought process, I might say, well, what do you want to know? If I hold that back, then I'm missing an opportunity to verify that there's a, a conversation going. Because that's kind of the way they would probably approach it, because it's a question back to us. And it's not something that we would normally think to say. Um, they can be very humorous, very, um, you know, their sense of humor is just incredible. Um, loving, very loving. During that kind of session where you're writing stuff down, if you can see anything or, or feel like somebody's saying um, maybe a pet name, a nickname, some sort of an endearment, that's, that's classic um, angelic communication because we don't normally address ourselves with endearment. Um, you know, what do I need to know today? Well, dear, the first thing you need to know, blah, blah, blah. So why would I call myself dear? You know, I wouldn't. Um, so those are ways to know that something's going on. Um, let's see, that would be, that, I think that one is, for whoever's going to be listening to this podcast will benefit from the, the writing session. I'm just feeling real sure about it. Um, so the signs, the, the clairsentience, paying attention to whether, you know, something happens and we get a goosebump. Uh, an energy, you know, there's a clairsentient experience, a strange goosebump when it's not cold. Then we're just being given information. Now, as far as the, you know, I feel like getting to the meat and potatoes here, we're going to focus on the clairaudience experience. Uh, if people want to see if they can hear anything from that side, and that the understanding is that it may not come through because it might not be in their best interest, but they can certainly try, and the angels encourage them to do this, um, would be to sit in quiet meditation. The beginner will probably need to sit in front of, say, a fan. A fan will produce white noise. White noise changes the brain waves, and we can start to relax. There's science behind all of that. So at the bare minimum, we're going to be relaxing, and that is definitely what they want us to do. Um, I sometimes like to just listen to the dryer. Uh, people may think I'm nuts, but there's something soothing about this repetitive sound and the warmth and the tumbling. Uh, there are things that, you know, a motor running or anything that is, well, not necessarily a motor because that's going to have an exhaust. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm listening to my husband cut the grass. <laughs> and... Um, Anyway, I hope you can't hear that beeping because somebody's trying to call me. Uh, anyway, so the clear audience experience, so in meditation, listening to white noise, um, sometimes people can listen to music and they may come through 
in the music that's being played. If people are having that experience where they go, wow, I don't remember, there's not a male voice on that, you know, on that record or that song, or there's not a female voice in there, but I hear one. Um, that's, you know, probably the angels just kind of giving a little teaser. Um, there's all kinds of ways to do that, but I would say that at some level of a meditation, it's going to be the best way. Yeah, that that's very sound advice. That would be the... Uh the way that I would suggest either, you know, going into meditation, uh, and, and usually, you know, sometimes people like to say a prayer or ask the angels to just draw near to them. And, uh, as you said, yes, get, get, get the piece of paper, you know, write down your question, uh, write whatever comes to you. And it's, it's a good point to say, you know, you're not going to hear the disembodied voice saying, this is what you must do. You know, it, it usually comes through, uh, it usually comes through intuitions, feelings, hunches. Um, sometimes it will come through like, you know, words or little brief sentences in your mind. Uh, as many people say, you know, it'll feel like it's you or you're making it up, but just trust what you're getting because you'll go back and look at those messages and go, Hmm, that was kind of interesting, and I I never really thought of it from that perspective before, and that's when uh -huh. that's when you'll know that there is, you know, uh, a communication going on, and you know I always recommend starting out with the paper, and then once you get you know somewhat comfortable and proficient with that, uh, just you know uh, go into meditation and ask your questions and listen to what comes, you know, and you you can do it that that way as well. Uh, that's usually the way I do it now. I, I, I don't write it down uh, too awful much anymore. Uh -huh. But uh, yeah, all, all, good, uh, all good points for folks to uh, take into consideration here. Uh -huh. and, yeah. uh, and I must say that there are more and more people who are actually hearing uh, the angelic world talk to them. Um, I mean, I've been very surprised uh, that cause I have a lot of people that come through um, the shop, and I did mention that we have a, a little uh, metaphysical shop uh, in Galveston, Texas, and when people come through, and of course we chit-chat there at the shop, and I find out that they are also hearing, uh, it, it's really, it's, it makes me happy because there's, you know, it's like we've got a whole lot of people waking up and uh, knowing that it's, uh, it's about love and positivity and, you know, helping each other out and trying to calm other spheres. Yeah, it is. More people are hearing because I think there's more people that are listening and, and seeking. And I think, uh, you know, the that heaven, the, the spirit realm is, is opening itself up to those that, uh, that, that are sincerely seeking and looking for peace and looking for that connection. Uh -huh. But um, in our last five minutes here... Um, Tell the folks uh, where they can get your books. I, I know you do uh, angel readings for people. Uh, tell them where they could, uh, you know, get your books, get a hold of you if they were interested in any kind of readings or anything of that nature. Oh, okay. Um, I am really just, I'm doing a very limited amount of readings right now, um, just because it's, uh, it's very time-consuming, and we also have the business to run. But if people are interested in that, um, the best way to get me to make an appointment is going to be through an email. 
and it's going to be my first and last name at Comcast.net. So it's C-A-T-H-Y, C-A-T-C-H-I-N-G at Comcast.net. And if they're interested in any of the books, uh, they could order them through that same email. And I do autograph the books that I personally ship out. Uh, if that's not what they want, they could order them online through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or directly from Balboa Press. And I do believe they are offered as an electronic version, um, either Barnes & Noble or Amazon. I'm not real sure which one it is. I don't, I don't keep up with that. Um, but if they want, it, they want it autographed, then I can ship it out myself. Yeah, I know they do have it on uh, Amazon because I'm I'm the kind of person. If I find a book I like, I get the uh, the hard copy, but also the e copy. Okay. So uh, I I do have okay. I, I do have your books on my shelf, but also on my Kindle. <laughs> oh, wonderful! Well, I'm glad that you have those. Yeah, they they were uh, definitely a good read, and I would say if if people are interested in in delving a little more into. Uh, Angel communication without, uh, as we were talking about before the podcast, doing the mental and spiritual uh, gymnastics where it's all complicated and you just say, ah, oh, forget about this. You know, mm-hmm. I, I would say definitely uh, pick up the angel talk books because they're they're straightforward. There's, uh, you know, effective techniques in there. And, uh, you know, you're not going to get confused or, or garbled up along the way. So. Uh-huh. Good stuff yes, to look I was, into. Uh, I was guided to write them, you know, for just a very easy read. And they were, and and I always say, you know, as simple as best. Things get way too overcomplicated these days, and uh-huh. man, I you know. agree. But anyhow, the hourglass has ran out on our conversation. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this today, Kathy. This was a, a very uh, good conversation, I thought. Okay. Well, I enjoyed it. I'm glad you uh, sent me that email so I could have a chance to, you know, try to do a little bit more to help the, your audience who is listening and uh, to help them to be a little bit more relaxed and to reach out and know that they are not alone. So I feel like my work is done for the day. <laughs> It is. It was. There was definitely a lot of things in there that people will, uh, I think, find some nugget that they need for their life and their their spiritual, uh, their own personal spiritual journey. Uh, and to you and the listening audience, uh, I do apologize again for the choking episode in the <laughs> beginning of the podcast. <laughs> that uh, that damn tums that got me in the end. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh no! Oh no! But anyway, folks, we, uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, as always, stay safe, stay well, walk in love, always seek the light, and I'll see you next time here on the Infinite Journey Podcast. <laughs>